This season of Keep Calm and Carry On is sponsored by Act London, the premium natural deodorant balm for all genders. Hello and welcome back to Keep Calm and Carry On. How are you all out there? How's your week been? How's May treating you? I mean, the weather's a bit up and down, isn't it? But um, I hope you guys are all right. Big welcome to our lovely sponsors, Act London. Oh, I'm just in love with this brand. It's a beautiful natural deodorant balm for all genders, created by some amazing West End stars, two West End stars. For, they created it and tried it out in the West End and it got such an amazing response that this brand has just blown up and they are our wonderful sponsors. We also have a very special discount code. They have been reviewed and had five stars in some amazing magazines. So check them out. We will talk about them a lot later in the programme. At London. Don't forget the name. So how did you enjoy Sharon D. Clark last week? Oh, what a dream she is. And up this week. Well, I've admired this woman for years. Again, she's been on our television. She's won awards. You will know her face. And her story is just brilliant. Welcome the gorgeous Tamsin Althwaite. Tamsin, thank you so much for coming on my podcast. I'm so happy to see your lovely face and to have you come and chat to me. How are you doing? How's it going? How's lockdown? Oh, it's, it's good. I'm very impressed with everybody that's doing podcasts because everyone seems to be doing them. And um, yeah, I mean, our, our daily life is chaotic, but it's kind of, uh, it's, there's a lot of beauty in there and we're having a lovely time sometimes mm. and it's frustrating and you know, you go from one end of the spectrum to the other. And if you don't watch the news, I feel like I can cope. Yeah, uh, yes. Oh, my God. Really well. I mean, there was that one point, wasn't there, in the summer where it would just get to five o'clock and we'd all sit there waiting for something to happen. And it was just yeah. bad news. Absolutely. I, I think I'm dealing with everything much better since Dry Jan started. So I want to try and keep <laughs> that up. Because That's good. dealing with, with, with like a hangover when you're trying mm. to homeschool and deal with everyday Wi-Fi stuff and all the stuff that comes into your day as well as worrying about everyone I don't think I could do that even slightly tipsy or hungover because you you are a mum as well you've got your kids yeah. at home and how yeah. are you having to yours are slightly older are they are you yeah they're so, yeah so mine are eight and twelve but for instance my eight-year-old does live zoom lessons mm. and some of the time she doesn't understand something or there's some there's a lot of them in the room and they've been very good they go into breakout rooms um and occasionally, I, you know, I need to be on hand. Yeah. Normally, it's a tech issue. But my 12-year-old is in <laughs> And how are your technical skills? <laughs> absolutely horrific. <laughs> I can't wait to get out of this tech hellhole, to be honest, where you can actually look at people's faces. You know, it, this is the most sociable we get. So doing a podcast or a Zoom has been actually quite lovely. Yeah. But my 12-year-old is in between schools. So she has left a school and she's yeah. about to start a new school when she gets a place. So she's actually on a homeschooling curriculum with a homeschool company. Yeah. And so she chooses what she does. So she gets up when she wants and actually just does the assignments that she needs to do for the day. So she doesn't need me at all. In fact, wow. I need her for her Zoom <laughs> and all the rest of it for her tech qualities. Yeah. Oh. And and how have you found it? I mean, it's been a, I mean, last year, I can't believe we're in 2021 already, but I, I, theatres closed and it's been very difficult. But 
I mean, you do a lot of telly stuff and screen stuff anyway, but how have you found it work-wise? Has it, has it been a, a well, good thing? You know, ev well, everything stopped, didn't it? For everyone, mm. pretty much. Um, I was doing a theatre production at the time in the Jamie Lloyd Company on March the 16th when everybody, all the theatres you know, closed. So I feel like there's unfinished business with a theatre project that I really care about. Yeah. Um, and I also was about to do a BBC One drama called Ridley Road, which we ended up doing, but it didn't happen till later in the year. So going on to an actual set, I've done two jobs in the, this lockdown, like mm. not from home, I mean, which was a feature film called Bull, which I just did a couple of days on. And that was great, but like COVID tested in the morning and, mm. you know, extremely strict um and it, but it was lovely to be back on set and then mm. i went to manchester to film ridley road in october kind of august a bit and then october a bit and that was lovely to be on a big set you know a bbc production yeah. but the rest of the time we have been finding ways to work haven't we mm. not necessarily paid work mm. but to just keep going so you don't lose your skills and so you feel like your tools are still sharpened. Yeah. You know, trying to learn lines. So I did a, I did a, um, a green screen production from original theatre company called The Haunting Valley's Bowls. My friend Julie Graham wrote a nine-piece comedy drama about the menopause called Dumb Breeding. I read about that. You did home. that from your home. I read yeah. about that. How was yeah. that? That was the first thing we did. And that was only a few weeks into lockdown. So actually, that was, it was quite crazy, but you know everything on zoom so lots of facetime not zoom at all in fact i'm you know i'm not great with zoom but facetime was okay because we would be shooting and we'd be shooting who you were facetiming and wow. some great actors as well as julie writing it so angela griffin and denise welsh wow. and um gosh who else was in it uh alison newman and Tracy Ann Overman and myself. Oh, wow. So we had a lovely time doing that, but we never were together because, yeah. you know, so you, the actual feeling of camaraderie, which our industry is so good at. It's all about, isn't it? So good at, you know, you become a family with that cast because you're, you put yourself so on the line and you're so open, aren't you? Mm. And so you trust everyone very early on and that's your support network mm. as, you're, as you're discovering a character or starting a new job. So not having that is, uh, that's the thing I miss most. Yes. Absolutely. The people, isn't it? It's exactly what we do. We, we're creative together. We get in a room and then you, you make something together and that's the beauty of it and not having yeah. that. I mean, yeah. I cried on, on, uh, I've been doing a little bit of teaching on on Zoom and the, and I had this guy and he was in New York and he had been doing a bit kind of acting through song, that kind of thing, but he had a piano and he played and sang and I sobbed. And I don't know where it yeah. came from, but I think the fact I just suddenly saw someone perform live in front of me just took yeah. my breath away. And it's exactly that. I miss just that being in the room with people and just yeah. Like the camaraderie. And that's exactly. why you do it. That's, that's why you know, we, we love what we, that's why we do it. So yeah. to be forced into a situation where we're doing it on a screen mm. um, or sometimes completely alone, you know, we don't do one man or one woman shows, you know, we're not, whether or not you're a solo performer, you're still all one big yeah. kind of group and family, aren't yeah. you? And those so things I've well. really... 
perform sorry just yeah. filming yourself at home without that support network of sound and lighting and screens and that support I know your own costume your own props your own <laughs> makeup your own hair <laughs> Uh, and normally you're just learning your lines and doing Absolutely. your thing. So yeah, lots of new skills. Um, I don't know. I mean, I really do think something, some amazing things will come out of this period for sure. Um, but I did feel without that feeling of being entertaining people, of entertaining people, or being, you know, of, of use in that way, I felt a bit useless. Yes. And, and I started doing things like um, cooking for the NHS and tried to do a bit of volu volunteering because mm -hmm. I felt like I needed to feel like I was worthy in a way mm -hmm. for myself. Mm -hmm. And there were so many other people that seemed to be needing stuff, but it wasn't standing on a stage entertaining people. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it was like, well, that whole thing about retraining is like ludicrous, but refocusing was a really important thing for me. I think you're exactly right. I think you've hit the nail exactly on the head because it, it, yeah, the retraining thing, I think was just a bombshell that neither, none of us could, well, we all could have done yeah. without, I think. But I think exactly that, it's, it's focusing yourself so that you have a purpose. And exactly why I've done the podcast yes. is to give myself purpose to, and to do something <laughs> to help you. Yes. That's exactly it. I mean, I do think when I was cooking, like when you're doing stuff for the NHS or mm. we, were, we were doing a few bits and pieces of volunteering that, and yeah, it is for, for you to make yourself feel worthwhile, but the recipient is so worthy that you feel like, um, I, I think I felt like being an, an entertainer or an actor, it just felt a little bit insignificant mm. at a time like that, because there's, we can't do any of what we train to do. Mm. And of and the government and everyone around us were making us feel like we were a luxury. Mm -hmm. And instead of just feeling like some luxury at home, you know, <laughs> I, I just needed to feel like my life was worthy. Yeah, exactly that. However, a lot of, our, a lot of, a lot of what people have been doing right now is watching Netflix, is watching TV series, is, which is yeah. everything that you do, you know? It's I know, but I'm not very good at that. And I think, I mean, my mates laugh about the fact that I, I'm still trying to get through Breaking Bad. <laughs> you know, I'm not good at sitting down and committing to like 12 episodes or a whole season and then mm. another season, people that binge watch, you know? Yeah. And I think that comes from it being my job. Mm, yeah but I am starting to feel better because I'm removed from that job at the moment so I'm starting yeah. to be able to sit and do it rather than it you know it feeling like work especially when you've got mates in things and you think oh there's your mate and then mm. it, so it feels like you're watching a job instead of something I don't know it, I, Not I hear you I'm, I'm the same if I you know I mean it'd be a joyous at the moment to go and watch a theatre show do you go to the theatre a lot when you're not, not in? really I mean if I do get if there's something new or there's like you say if there's a friend in something or the circumstance takes you then absolutely but time and family and life and jobs yeah. get in the way and also it does feel a little bit like work when you go and see something you can't switch off to it you can't like, no i'm like that for some reason with telly but i love going it. to the yeah but because you do it <laughs> but i love just wrecked the room but I love going to the theatre Kerry and that, and I don't know why that is maybe if I'm in a theatre production I don't go to the theatre a lot but I suppose you do lots and lots of theatre mm -hmm. yeah. so maybe well I want to talk about your kind of early career so take I mean going right back to 
to where it all started for you. I, you you started quite early, didn't you? Because you were Sylvia young girl and you trained. Yeah, but I, yeah, yeah, but I wasn't there full time. I was only there part time and I wasn't there for long. So although I do credit her as and the school as a massive influence, it I didn't. It wasn't until I went to um, London Studio Centre when I was sixteen that I then decided really that what I wanted to do. So, so but how did you get there then? Because most people to go to like a drama college. Yeah. I mean, that's quite a big step to go, but I'm going to go to drama college. That's quite a, a decision if you don't quite know where you're going to go, like yeah. what you're going to well, do. I think I knew what I wanted to do at 16. I just didn't know when I was a kid, you know, there were lots of yeah, people yeah. going to, and my mum really didn't want me to go full time to a stage school because she thought that would cut off anything else you might want mm -hmm. to do, which I yeah. now agree with. And, um, when I auditioned for loads of schools, it's so weird because <laughs> I was looking at all the schools, like all the classics, you know, your arts ed and your Doreen Bird. And at the time it was musical theatre places. It wasn't like okay. Rada and Lambda. That was late. Those places mm. were for when you were older. But this yeah. was like leaving school at 16 and going straight into a three year performing arts course. And London Studio Centre was the place that uh, really struck a chord with me. And it was mainly because... The, the facilities were incredible, but when you went down to the cafeteria, <laughs> first thing I saw was Louis Spence, and he was shouldering his leg <laughs> in the cafeteria, like with his, and his leg was against a wall, and he was eating a sandwich with the other hand. So he was eating his lunch, his lunch, in like a layout. I love that. And I just remember, and people were playing music. And so there was like, and it just felt like the kids from fame. Kids and from that was, fame. I say, so exactly. at 15 years old, imagine, you know, that was like, oh, whereas the others seemed a little bit more serious. Yeah. And yeah. I think I always got such joy from it that I was like London Studio Centre. If I, I really want to get in there, I really want to get in there. So when I got in, it was like, this is... Yeah, so, so for three years, I would say I was living the dream. And so before that, did you, who, did you just know that you wanted to be an actress uh, I, or performer? Where did that come from? I think, uh, I don't really know, because no one in my family was. You know, my dad was a black cab driver, um, eat proper East London. My mum uh, was a housewife for a long time and then became a financial advisor and a mortgage broker. And to tell tell you the truth I don't really know where it came from but my parents always say that it was young that it was very young that I was mm. like performing it's just showing off really isn't it and being <laughs> comfortable with showing off it's just what we all do I know <laughs> and other people around you letting you show and off. letting you show off yeah and yeah having the, having the support network to let you show off because yeah that's a big thing isn't it having a having a family around you to allow you to do that because it's not a straightforward career choice it's not an obvious one it's not um secure so no. having that um support network is so vitally important you obviously did your parents were like great go for yeah, it yeah but they weren't they weren't kind of pushy about it because i think there was a lot of mickey taking out of each other so you know singing in front of people in my family i'd have been absolutely slated for <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, it was quite down to earth and at times probably quite brutal the way we all talk to each other. Mm. So, yeah, I don't feel like I was, uh, I don't think anyone probably thought I was going to actually do it for a living until I started to earn money from it. Mm. And know. did you, so you went 
am I right that musicals were kind of the first thing yeah. that you started to do? And was that a, was that a choice? Was did you think? Because coming I out think of the schools, that is kind of an option, isn't it? It's kind of where they gear you towards. But well, in a school like that, you can choose your own timetable. So the first year, I was very much like I really wanted to dance. Uh, I wasn't really a singer. And then what happened was I started to find drama. And then I changed on to the drama course from musical theatre a bit later on. So it became much more drama led rather than doing ballet every day. You do mm. voice every day. And, yeah. and I think that that change was, was one of the, the things that gave me the confidence to say that I wanted to be an actor. Mm. But then I suppose for the first eight years of my career, it was mainly musicals apart from I did about two years with Alan Aitbourne in Scarborough. And I started on their playing our song with Janie D and Bill Champion. I love Janie D. I do. <laughs> and, and that was one of my first ever jobs. And then the next, then That's I That's a big job. That's a big first job. Wow. But, and then, um, what, what did I do? I did uh, Absent Friends, which was the first play I did, which was Aitbourne's and he directed it. But I only got into that because I'd done that musical. Mm, yeah. So a lot of it is luck of where you are, I think. Yeah, it's it, it yeah, circumstantial, isn't it? Because I, yeah. I spoke to, um, I had Anita Dobson on uh, and she, I mean, I know Anita and she, you know, she's been a friend for a long time, but I was quite humbled by looking through her career credits. And I said to her, do, do you ever kind of navigate your career or do you, or is it circumstantial? You know, for me, it's, wait till the phone goes and then oh I'm going here for a couple of months or oh, I'm yeah but I said to her you know you get to a point when you're known you're very well known and yeah does it then do you then start choosing and navigating and is that the same for you do you choose or well I don't I've never had a plan I've never said oh this is where I want to be you know I've never been like I really need to crack Hollywood or I really <laughs> need to do you know what I mean there yeah. isn't there isn't like a goal. My goal is to continue having a decent quality career and, mm. and earn a living from it. Mm. That's my goal. So I always think if you can earn a, earn a living from something you love doing, that is being successful. Absolutely. And I still love it every job I do. So it's not like it's never felt like work. So to continue on that, to maintain your career, is my only plan mm. I ne so I've, and I've never really had one apart from it would be lovely to do a straight play when I was in a musical and yeah. then that happened but that's just projection that I think mm. that's just going this is what I would love to happen mm -hmm. but I do think if you a lot of it if, is if you go with it and feel grateful for it it feels mm. right I know an yeah. awful lot of actors that are, are quite angsty and really want to get an, the next job and they find you know, and it's not from a financial point of view, it's some kind of imaginary ladder that I always talk about, that everyone thinks you've got to climb this career ladder. Mm. But when you, when you get to the top of that, it's like... Where do I go? That, it, yeah, it isn't, it's really about maintaining and getting nourishment and mm. joy from every job absolutely. and learning something. Yeah. So absolutely. I don't see it as like a ladder. I just see it as like a, a kind of, I don't know. It's a journey, isn't it? It's, it's a, a journey. journey. Yeah, it is. It is. Cliche, I mean, it's true. It is. It is so true. And some of some of the jobs that you can love the most can al almost be the most terrible jobs that don't don't go on anywhere. They might last for you know a, a week or an episode or whatever, but they can be. You can have the best time on them. Yeah, um, and you get something from every job, even if it's 
I've met a great person who's become a great friend or yeah exactly exactly so tv was was quite a dramatic change and then you've been so yeah. successful. you've done so much tv again I was you know having a little do a little research and seeing all these things that you've done you know silent witness with some murders follies war I mean there's so many things was that was that a, 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 a like a committed change? Was that something that, right, I've done a ton of musicals, a ton of plays, now I want to do telly? Because that happens a lot. People go, right, now I want to do telly. Was yeah. That, or how did your first um, TV come out? I did a, an episode of Men Behaving Badly and an episode of The Bill. They were the first two things. And really then you're just hitting a mark. You don't, you know, it's different from being um, on stage. And I, I know I was doing a, a musical for Alan Aitborn again called Baby on Board. With Golda Rocheval. Ah, uh, who's and doing Brit uh, was she who's Bridgerton? Yeah, I trained with her at London Studio Centre. Oh my so God. she was in my voice group. Brilliant. Very proud of her. So basically, I um, I was doing Baby on Board, and it finished. And three days later, I had an audition for EastEnders, and that was a, a transition that was out, even out of my hands. Apart from mm. obviously, you've got to be pretty good in the workshop because that was a four hour long thing and you know it you have to put the time and the effort in and the work in you know I'm not saying that you know I was I didn't do anything and it was all luck I yeah. worked hard I did what work do you hard. have to do in that workshop then what what uh, it was a lot of impro oh so Ooh, it was that makes you feel real funny impro does it so nervous oh my god see, I'd have a I, heart attack <laughs> I quite see I love the roar the better for me mm. I think because it makes me feel like, I don't know, you're like, you're working hard. Mm. You're really, t you're not just scratching the surface and saying some lines, you know. Yeah, yeah. S something about that. And also about the fact that acting for me is therapy. It's what it feels yeah, like. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when you're on a long running soap and you're going through stuff in your own life and you've yeah. got to go into work and, you know, find the places that mm. you're sliding down walls with your nose dripping and find those places so it is therapy <laughs> yeah uh, and I think it, it was it was a transition that it was out of my hands once I got EastEnders it, it was a three-month contract and I thought it was just another job really I didn't think this was the opening of a new you know and I didn't go out for that but what happened was the character of Mel was very successful it was a really good time in my life mm. And so three and a half years after that, I left with, you know, a plethora of work and scripts and wonderful opportunities and doors that were open. This episode of Keep Calm and Carry On is sponsored by ACT London. ACT is the natural deodorant that really does work with gorgeous fragrances, stunning plastic-free packaging and unrivaled performance at its core. Their slogan is Born to Perform, not only because it works, but because the brand was created by two West End performers, Ed Curry and Andy Coxon. The guys simply couldn't find a deodorant that worked for eight shows a week under those hot lights in those same costumes. Ah, oh, I certainly know what that feels like. Act is now the winner of Harper's Bazaar's Best Deodorant Beauty Award and has been named the number one deodorant by Vogue, Esquire and Pop Sugar. I've been using it myself and honestly, I love it. If you like the sound of ACT, the boys have given me an exclusive code to share with you. Keep Calm 20 for 20% off at actlondon.com. That's A-K-T-London.com. Thanks, boys. It's a big game changer, isn't it, EastEnders? I mean, suddenly you're thrown into everybody's living room, you know, three, four, five times a week. Like suddenly yeah. you're... 
it, it changes it changes your life because suddenly you can't walk down the street because you no, know was... that you're male from EastEnders. They, it's, it's a game changer. Yeah, it really is. And Julia Crampsey, who's the casting director on that, she's very, very good at getting musical theatre people in. Mm, yeah. Because she really believes, like I believe, that it's the best discipline. And if you can do that, you can pretty much do anything. Mm. And so... Um, there were lots of people in that from like that would come in and do a couple of episodes every now and then from my theatre world. Yeah. You know, when yeah. I'd done eight years in, in the West End, I suppose. So you'd always someone would come in from Oliver or Greece and you'd be like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a scary um, thing though, isn't it? Because like for for somebody like myself, if I was done a bunch of musicals, but to you would be, go at, you'd be fine. But to go on a suddenly on a on a day on a you know, be on set. It'd be a, I'd be a fish out of water, and it'd be terrifying. But no, you'd be absolute. First... You'd be absolutely fine because of the discipline that you come from. You would know exactly how to play that. You know, you know, you know you're a great actress, so you would know exactly what to do. <laughs> and and I think the only thing that's daunting with something like that is just that you're seeing, oh look, there's Phil Mitchell. There's Phil Mitchell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's the thing that throws you off. You know, oh God. And it's there's quicker, Sonia, isn't it? Sonia. It's yeah. quicker. It's a lot faster. Like Very in a fast. musical, you have a t- you have your your eight weeks rehearsal, and you get to play everything. You get used to everything. But on a, on a TV, it's so fast. Yeah. You get your lines. You've got lots to learn, and you're on the next day. That's yeah. How do you deal so with that? Well, that for me was the buzz. I like. I'm, I'm not very good at, I probably wouldn't be good in film. The film that I've done, it's obviously lots more hanging around and keeping up the intensity of what you're doing. Mm. I really love the coming in, knowing what you're doing, knowing how you're going to play it. And, and then being given another bunch of scripts to learn for the yeah. next, you know, or rewrites. And so I like that. It's a little bit living on the cusp of, mm. um, fear almost <laughs> it is it's very fast isn't yeah it? it's because kind of... you you are like oh my gosh I've got uh, you know there were times when you'd have 20 scenes in a row and it'd be all you <gasps> oh that would give me all absolute... you talking depending on where the storyline was and so yeah sometimes I would go to bed and dream about the fact that I couldn't remember anything or and there you know there are times where you come out going oh I don't feel like today was the best I could have done it but you cancel and continue because Mm. there's nothing you can do it's in the it's all in the can it's done done. yeah it's done Um, uh, do you find uh, the thing is with theatre though sorry to interrupt no 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 but on that note the thing is with theatre is you if you're doing a long-running thing and you mess Mm. something up you remember how to tweak that the following mm-hmm. night, the following performance, you get a chance to tweak that. So it's an ongoing thing with theatre where you can hone your craft mm-hmm. and see how it feels or the reaction or, whereas with TV, you kind of, you kind of just have to use your very first instinct and trust that that's in the cat. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to ask you about and say, because yeah. it's so fast, you have to kind of commit, go and let it go, you know, because it's, yeah. it's gone. That's um, it. Is there, is there, would you like to go back into a musical? Are you kind of in your TV, you know, stride and loving that? Do you know what? I don't, I don't really know. I mean, I didn't think I'd do Sweet Charity after years and years of not doing a musical. So, and then, then I did that. So, 
and that was 10 years ago now. So I don't know. Wow, but singing really? wise, yeah. I remember that. Oh my yeah. God. Where's but singing called? wise, it's not really, uh, you know, it, I often th think, mind you, then I started to sing again and then it all came back. It's, it's just, <laughs> it's muscle memory with it everything. It's muscle memory. Mm, so exactly I haven't that. really done any singing for 10 years. So I don't know. But, and, and probably dancing too. <laughs> I mean, I'm 50. You can, I don't know. If <gasps> eight shows amazing. Yeah, but eight shows a week is quite a biggie, isn't it? It's hard. It is hard. It's, people say it to me all the time. When are you going to do another show? And, and especially when you've got kids, it's, have it's you, hard. What's your, have you got two? Yeah, I got two, a seven and a five-year-old. So to oh, commit a to a younger. show is quite a tricky thing at the moment because you just would have, you wouldn't see them. No, and, and it's, it's the vital time as a parent that you miss when you do theatre. So I always remember having to leave, I mean, even doing plays, mm. but much, they were for much shorter times. Mm. They were never like a year. When they do a yeah. musical, you often do a whole year. Yeah. That's how, so um, touching on, you know, family yeah. life, how, how, how do you balance that? I mean, it's, I mean it's, I'm interested for everybody because it's chaos for all of us mm. that have family and trying to- Are you talking pre-pandemic or now? Pre-pandemic, I think, because we're all with our families 24 seven at the I moment. <laughs> but, but there's that kind of nervous laughter. <laughs> we still like each we, other. <laughs> oh, no. But in a way, in a sense, I'm, I love it because, you know, we were all running at a hundred miles an hour, you, yeah. you know, it, it's tricky. But how did you balance it, especially when they were younger? doing you know working as much as you did and do and balancing a family as well um i i have had amazing support uh, really amazing support uh, every time that i've had something where i've uh, needed to be away from home mm. but i cannot take a job that takes me away for more than two weeks that's my limit so if I'm away for more than two weeks, it's, what's the point? You know, yeah. I am, I, their dad doesn't live in this country. So it's not like we can share that. Yeah. So I, I made a conscious effort to say to my agent, I just can't, you know, that nine weeks filming in Canada, can't do it, you know, tough, isn't it? and just trust that it's the right decision because I now know from this pandemic that, you know, work comes and goes all the time. Your kids mm. don't and they need you, mm. basically. Very they need true. you. Are any of them creative? Uh, they go through phases. <laughs> I'll be very into it. So uh, they're both learning the drums. Oh, the that's fun in lockdown. <laughs> I, well, I got them an electric one, so I didn't annoy the neighbors. Oh, okay, so they put the nice. headphones on and then it's all right. Um, and they, they do both sing, but uh, you know, I don't, I'm trying now to ease off with the, um, cause we used to go to the theater all the time mm. and they love it. But you know, in lockdown, I could sit and watch old musicals all day long with them. But the minute it's an old looking one now, yeah. Calamity Jane, it's a bit like, Oh, it's funny, isn't it? I, I got mine to watch um, uh, The Wizard of Oz for the first time. Oh, yeah. I, literally a few weeks ago. And after I got them to commit, they're like, when's it going to be colour? When's it going to be colour? Uh, of course. Soon, soon. soon minute, just hurry up. Oh, but the minute they got into it, they loved it. And it, it almost didn't matter that it's, you know, it's, it's yeah. all very different. 
the sets are very different to what they used to, but they got involved and they followed the story and they followed the songs and it was it was so lovely and yeah those kind of old school music oh definitely because in lockdown especially i don't know about you but i i think that we should be doing that visiting old musicals yeah i think you're right. not just being on disney plus and netflix i think you're right which is all lovely but i want to sit with them and go please watch calamity jane and seven brides for seven brothers because when (laughs) they were little when they were really young they used to love them yeah, but I can't. I can't even get them to watch like Greece because it, it looks so dated for them. Yeah, I think. Yeah, we we did Greece, but I think because mine are that bit younger, I could, they can. I can still get them. I can bribe yeah. them. <laughs> it's the problem is is mine are on YouTube and looking all the time. at yeah, all the time. It's hard, isn't it? It's really yeah. hard. It's such a different generation. They just absolutely no nothing else. Um, am I right? As you did some work on the uh, Over the Rainbow program. Oh, um, I tell you what I did. I went, I, I, do you say mentored? I mentored um, a group of girls and they, what they did was they came into the theatre when I was doing Sweet Charity and we had like a, I suppose it was like a motivational chat, Mm. really, all about, they were auditioning for the role of Dorothy um, and Danielle Hope, who got it, was mm-hmm. in my little group. And as soon as I'd seen them all on, I went and watched them on stage in the theatre. They came in and they did a little bit in front of me. Um, we had a little class. And then I ended up doing, um, if they could see me now, on the programme the following Saturday, before we'd opened in the West End. Um, and I tipped Danielle Hope after that very first session I said she's got the quality it's the quality Mm. that 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 character needed um and yeah it was lovely and um Andrew Lloyd Webber was very sweet and we had a really and then he came to see Sweet Charity yeah it was lovely did you uh, Uh, see I'm a fan of those shows because they promote theatre yeah I'm the same and they bring it into the the main forum don't they yeah absolutely I I I was going to say did you find it because I did one when they were the same. They came to Wicked and and a, a similar thing yeah. set up. And I is you were that, one of the people on the same show as me. Yeah, I, th- I thought we did the same yeah. thing. Yeah, but it, it, <laughs> I felt it was quite a hard. I just felt for them because of the pressure they were under. It it was suddenly your you know you're auditioning, but you're auditioning in front of the nation, and that's at that I age. Know. That's a really tough thing to do. And they were all. I know. Super brave, and you just wanted to give yeah. them as much as you could to go. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. And really, um, because of the pressure, there are you know some people you just think, oh, you, you, it's it's going to affect you too much. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. But we are all really sensitive souls, otherwise yeah. we wouldn't be doing it. Mm. But but if we can just focus, I think focus the youngsters on the enjoyment of it mm, because yes. if, you, if you don't get a buzz out of it then there is no bother. point no I think you're absolutely right it's it's you've got to love it because it can yeah, be yeah so you different. don't have to be the best no <laughs> don't have to be the best you know just enjoy it when you yeah. get those jobs you're absolutely right because if it can be tough it can be really tough oh yeah so talking about that did um has there been a really difficult time for you in your career that has been kind of that stands out more than than the rest that you could kind of share with us? Oh, um, I think 
when I left EastEnders, I did like series after series, like with things, some things that were written with me in mind. And mm -hmm. I was being offered a lot of work because it was a good, I was at a good age. Um, and then I think when I started to have, be pregnant and have my girls, <laughs> everything slowed down or, or <laughs> yeah. stopped because you're then the mother. So mm. you're, you're not available for everything that you would have been before mm -hmm. firstly. So, and people stop coming to you because they think, Oh, she just had a baby. Mm. Um, so I think there was a period about uh, around being a new mum where not low, you know, I wasn't being offered lots of stuff. And then I did uh, quite, I did quite a bit of after Marnie and then it slowed down again. I I feel like in my forties it slowed down a bit again, but I never felt like oh that's the end. Oh, mm. oh well, it's done. I always just thought oh I'm, uh, the next little phase will be comedy sidekick. Yeah, yeah. Slightly chubby mate. <laughs> you know, it doesn't. You, you well, you don't have to be playing the lead for yeah, yeah. Or, it, you know, you don't have to be the number one on the call sheet. It's nice mm -hmm. to be working and in good company. Um, you can get something from every single job. Sometimes yeah. you do it because the script's amazing. Sometimes you do it because of the location it's shooting. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just, it's an ongoing journey. There is no destination that you get to. No, it's good. It's really good. It is amazing how your, your casting bracket does change and how you've got to be okay with that change. Yeah. <laughs> Suddenly when you're, you're not, not principal yeah. girl anymore, you're like, okay, and well, now I'm a yeah. mum. That's okay. I'm okay That's with that. That's all right. I'm, I'm doing those. I mean, you think about the last time I had like a kissing scene or sex scene. There was a, there was a whole <laughs> period where every job I took, I felt I was doing sex scenes, you know. <laughs> and, and I suppose that must have been early to mid-30s. Yeah, yeah. When, yeah. when you oh. think about the age gap now, that age bracket now, early, in fact, probably early 30s to 40 was very much, you know, at the forefront. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess on the other end of the spectrum, has there been a job that's been a, like the best, that just stands oh. out, been the highest point? No, well, there's, there's jobs that were the highest point while you were making them, but the reaction wasn't. And mm. there are jobs that, you know, you hated. Do well, I didn't, I've never hated doing a job, but jobs that you weren't your favourite, that the reaction was incredible. Mm. You know, there's, there's, there were jobs that won loads of awards. They had that, that high point. And then there were jobs where you had, you know, where you learnt the most. There's not one thing or where you weren't the most, you mm. know, they're all completely different. Um, there's a, you know, theatre-wise, Sweet Charity was a highlight for a while. Um, I loved working at the Royal Court. Oh, yeah. That was like gritty, grimy, mm. really upstairs at the Royal Court. I loved doing Dive Even Rose at Hampstead and then in the West End. I did it three separate times. Loved it that much. Nice. Um, I did an improvised film completely called Out of Control, which won loads of awards and was one of the first things I did out of EastEnders that, wow. that you know and uh, there were times where you felt like you were definitely on some kind of even though I'm going like that some kind of upward yeah uh, and then you know I remember being offered Chicago on Broadway when I used to have a green card and I just got pregnant oh. and <laughs> and uh 
and I remember thinking, oh my God, I'm never going to do Broadway. Mm. Well, you never know. So, never say never. No, you, no. <laughs> I mean, I really was like, oh my God, it's never even been an ambition of mine. And someone's mm. offering me to go on to Broadway and do Chicago. But I think it was, it was actually basically because I had a green card, which I don't mm. have anymore. <laughs> Is there, is, there, is there anything that you haven't done that is, you know, that you would love to do? Is there, is there Ooh. like a, a checklist? So I always think there's a bit of a list, but I'm really happy with what I've already achieved, mm. if you know what I mean. Yeah. If, I, if I don't get any more work, I would be really fine. Um, but I know that there's still more to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think played a lot of lesbians a lot of police women a lot of i don't know there's not like that thing where you go i've always wanted to play a. yeah 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 but i've never done shakespeare ever mm-hmm. but i'm not sure it would be my thing mm-hmm. so i'm all right with it what else where are you your oh, happiest I've, I've never worked at the donmar i'd love to work oh there. i'd like to work at the donmar would yeah. you maybe we could do something together that'd be good. yeah <laughs> Is there, where are you your happiest like where's your like is it is it on a on a soap that you know really well is it in a new musical work is it, wise is it, yeah is it uh oh i'm very happy on a stage or in a rehearsal room oh, i think yeah. is my happiest place because i love the actual process of a rehearsal of a play or a musical mm. and so when you do a tv thing like when we did inside number nine um and we were all in the karaoke booth. That was the actual episode. We had to rehearse. So for the first time in ages, we were actually doing rehearsals for a telly production. So that was incredible. Yeah. But I think in, th- in theatre, my happiest place is the rehearsal room when you're creating. Yeah, absolutely. Isn't it funny when you're younger, you're like, oh, I want to, it's the opening night, it's the stage. It's yeah. The, you know, it's the performance. And then as you get older, you go, I love the rehearsal room. Yeah, <laughs> so true. There's oh, a I buzz love... about a rehearsal room when, when a director brings together open, good people, you know, yeah. and that's, uh, that's a lovely place to be mm-hmm. included and to be part of. Is there is there anything that you've or a job that's really kind of terrified you that you've walked into the room? Oh uh, well, been... Sweet Charity terrified me because I think the character sings ten, eleven songs, mm. or something ridiculous. Yeah, and and I, I hadn't done theatre for a long time, so that terrified me. Just the the weight of getting through the eight yeah. shows and the yeah, how am I going to do that? Yeah, mm-hmm. and I had a, a, a one and a half year old, two year old who was teething, and I just remember ah. being exhausted, mm. absolutely exhausted. But I, but you know, it was one of the, my favourite jobs, definitely. Um, fear. I think there's an element of fear on everything. <laughs> I think so. That first day on whatever job you're doing. That yeah. first day is like, it's like your first day of school every time. I mean, yeah. you label it as that, but it really feels like that. You go, yeah. oh, what's going to happen? <laughs> yeah. I think I did it. I think the first job I did, our big job where you're like the lead after was a series called Paradox for BBC One. And that was just after I'd had flow well she was about six months old when I started it and I was very nervous about that because you're in a whole new headspace Mm. and can I lead a drama now because I'm a mum yeah yeah (laughs) yeah and ironically you probably do it better because you've got so much going on and you rationalize things very differently yeah 
Um, is what I mean, it's a very uncertain time now, but do you is there any plans? Have you got anything that's to that's going to happen that's penciled uh, or are you just chilling? And no, <laughs> there's but, absolutely uh, like there's like when we did Dumb Breeding, people keep talking about I really want to see it as a drama, I really want to see it as a drama, and I think Julie spoke to Netflix and the producers did as well. And there was a time where we were waiting on that, but I mm. don't actually think anything's happened, even though the response was so great. So I think, I think we're just, I'm just in the boat of, at the moment. Wait, see what happens. I'm here. Yeah, yeah. You know? Until, I guess until but I'm not desperate. Opens. Yeah, <laughs> until not... everything opens, yeah. we know where we're at again. Yeah, I mean, the, I just want, I'm very excited about if we go back and do The Seagull, if we mm. do that. I'd, be, I'd love that. We did five previews. We didn't get to oh. press night oh. and, it, and we were loving it. Mm. But uh, just for theatres, for, for everyone in theatres, say, I cannot wait to be in the audience or on stage and going in the audience on a production that's been not on for a year, year and a half, however long it takes. Yeah. And, and having the goosebumps and the feeling. Yeah, yeah. That adrenaline the and adrenaline so in the meantime um you know what are you doing to just keep yourself sane in lockdown i mean what's your what's your, do you, you we're doing fit? are you are yeah you, i'm doing i know I'm you're homeschooling at, homeschooling working out every morning with uh, richie swan at the moment who's brilliant and he's almost keeping my mind together as well because while you're doing it he talks to you so there's a lot of my <laughs> mates on that one group doing that every morning and then trying to do a bit of yoga, trying mm. to do a bit of meditation, getting, I've got a sauna blanket that I try to get into every day. And even I love I just, that. That sounds amazing. What's it's a sauna amazing. blanket? It's actually saved me since, <laughs> had it since Christmas. And I, you get in it, it's by my hire, you get in it, you flap, all the uh, Velcro is flapped down and it the blanket turns into a sauna and you're <sighs> in it sweating, but, oh but you know, you just clean it after. It's really easy and Oh my God, I'm not joking. And breathe. I just meditate in there for 40 <sighs> minutes a day. And that's, that's been amazing. a savior. I've never heard of that before. That's it. I'm going to have a look at a song. I know, have a look. <laughs> so I can't let Tamsin leave without asking her my final question that I ask all my special guests. If you could look back on your 20 year old self and give yourself a piece of advice that you've been given or you would give yourself, what would it be of how to keep calm and carry on? It's all about the journey, not the destination. I love it. I love it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Tamsin, you're a joy. Thank you. You're Thank a you joy. Thank you so much. Enjoy Thanks, your sauna blanket. I'm going to look out for one of those. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't wait to see you on our screens as soon as we can do. And then I can't wait to see you in theatre. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks ever so much. Well, that is it for another week. Oh, these chats go so fast. Thank you, Tamsin, for coming on the show. It was just so great to hear your stories and you sharing so much. It was just wonderful. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Of course, thank you to our lovely sponsors, Act London. Don't forget to check them out and use the discount code. Also, my lovely producer, Martin. You're just gorgeous. Thank you at peroxidemedia.com. And of course, to you, our listeners. I wouldn't be here without you. I really do appreciate you guys tuning in 
and also sharing. I know you guys have been telling your friends because our listeners are growing and it's just getting bigger and better. Please leave me your responses as well. Um, hit subscribe and listen to any episodes you haven't caught up on yet. There's plenty more brilliant chats. And also we've got a cracker coming up next week. So don't forget to tune in. Have a wonderful weekend and the rest of your week and I will see you soon. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Once again, a huge thank you to my sponsors, Act London. Thanks for coming on board, guys. It's really great to have you with us. It really does work, I promise you. I get up in the morning, I put it on, it smells gorgeous. I'm loving the orange scent at the moment, and it really does work. I'm running around, I'm exercising. My kids, you know, they really do wear me out, and this stuff really does work, I promise you. And don't forget to use my exclusive discount code for 20% off at the checkout. Keep calm 20 at actlondon.com. That's A-K-T London.com. <laughs>